wanted to make a connection between that and what we are speaking about this month. You know, so many of the great songs of the church were born out of difficult times. If you could look at the stories behind many of them, you'd see it. It is well with my soul. Blessed be your name. Precious Lord, take my hand. Oh, my soul. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, love that will not let me go. Those are all songs that if you looked at the story, there's some real hard tragedy behind them that led to them being written by the people that wrote them. And it reminded me how singing has sustained God's people through persecution over the ages. From Paul and Silas singing in a Philippian jail to the French Huguenots sneaking away into the woods to sing the Psalms because Louis XIV had forbidden them to sing them. To believers of North Korea today at Christmas time sneaking away and meeting on a mountaintop on Christmas Day to look south and remember their brothers and sisters in South Korea who would be singing Silent Night but they instead sing Faith of Our Fathers Living Still in Spite of Dungeon, Fire and Sword Oh, how our hearts beat high with joy whenever we hear that glorious word, faith of our fathers, living faith. We will be true to you till death. I want to take just a moment this morning um, and pray together for these brothers and sisters around the world. Father, in our comfort and relative ease, we want to stop and direct our hearts for those who are suffering for you. Uh, it says in the book of Hebrews to remember those who are imprisoned as though we ourselves were with them. And Lord, with the opportunity through media and things that we have today, we are more conscious of those who are willing to pay a great price for their faithfulness to you. It may be as simple as studying your word together or being found with a Bible. It may be because they openly are trying to bring others along with them to heaven. Lord, they are willing because of your greatness, because you deserve uh, us doing whatever it is you would ask us to do to be faithful to you. And Father, we know that there will be uh, this difficulty, this persecution of your people until you return, we pray that you would give those who are suffering strength, that you would give them endurance and courage, that you would help them not to falter in their faith or to question if it is worth it. As we have heard already from your word this morning, their sufferings, these sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Father, help us to believe that, even when it's hard. Help us to reaffirm that by our faithfulness to you in whatever circumstance we are found. But today we pray especially for those who love you at great cost. We pray that you will strengthen them as they run the race and look forward to the prize. And we lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I already asked it this morning, I want to ask it again, how many have been reading the Psalms this week? Let's, all right, 
There's some who that's probably true anyway every week. I want to encourage you to keep doing that and to work through that book. If you've read it through, read it through again. Remember Psalm 78, verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Remember how we're reaching toward the next generation? Those words encourage us and remind us to do that. We have talked about why we sing. We have talked about uh, what we sing. And today, I want to talk about where we sing, especially about making singing something that we do in our homes. Yay! Because right away, many people are struggling with that thought, aren't you? The thought. If you didn't before, then a couple years ago, after you started watching church, watching Central Christian Church online, at home, by yourself, or with your family, or just your spouse, and sat in your living room and attempted to sing with church online, now you're going, I'm not sure the singing at home thing is a great idea. How'd that COVID lockdown work for you? You know, if nothing else, Trying to sing along with the TV or the iPad or the iPhone or whatever it was at least reaffirmed the fact that we need to be together too, don't we? We do. We need that. So let me tip the cards right away this morning. I want to help us all see that when we make singing to the Lord a part of our lives away from here, a part of home, then, when we come together, we get to experience not having church at home, we get to experience having home at church. Think about that. Really, that's how it should be, isn't it? Songs of faith in our homes are an indicator of who is Lord of our home. That's what I want to say this morning. The time we spend singing together here one day a week, by the way, can't be more than 20 minutes or so. If you were to sit down and time it, maybe 20 minutes. So how many minutes are in a week? Well, if you take away one-third of them for sleep, <laughs> if you take away a third of those, there's still 7,056 wakeful minutes that we have each week. What are we doing with those compared to the 20 that we spend singing here? Hmm. And just to make sure that we're on the same page here and that we understand the, the, the importance, the impact of this, I can tell you that some of those minutes at home, some of those minutes away from here are spent on singing and music in our homes. Let me make my point. Right now, 1987 song by Fleetwood Mac is making a comeback. Guess why? Because GM put it on their commercials and showed everybody driving an electric vehicle. There's a fantasy right now. They're all driving in their electric vehicles and they all turn on the radio. And what happens to be playing on the radio? That song by Fleetwood Mac everywhere. And nobody even knows all the words to that song. 
You might not even have ever heard it or remembered it until now, until they get to the part of the course where everybody goes, with you, right? And somewhere else in another home where there are little kids, everyone in the house is singing, Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark. We used to have a four-year-old girl at home who learned her first Christmas song. I will never forget that Christmas when Jenny learned her first Christmas song, and she didn't even know all the words to the verses and things. But when we were singing "Angels We've Heard on High," and we get to the part. Uh, Echoing their joyous strain. We'd go, take it, Jenny. And she'd go, glow. Till she ran out of breath. Yeah. I know what that's like. So that is part of our waking minutes at home. Especially if you've got kids. We are singing songs at home. It's not some crazy new idea, especially if you've got kids or grandkids at home. That's going on already. How many of you, show of hands, how many of you can remember songs sung in your home when you were a kid? Okay. Can you? Boy, I can. My dad was a singer. <laughs> a loud singer. If dad was singing, you heard it. Everybody heard it. The neighbors heard it. And dad knew songs that you wouldn't have heard otherwise, but we did. And so we heard them. We heard them on car trips. We heard them at church camp. We heard them on special occasions at home. Dad sang. And dad sang songs about Jesus, too. And those were the songs that he really loved because he really loved Jesus. And he wanted to pass that along to the people around him. And he passed that love on to his family. You know what? That's every parent's job. By the way, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, the Shema, the greatest of all commandments that Jesus labeled it that way. You know, those verses of Scripture that say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as a frontlet between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Singing songs about our faith is one of the ways that our homes can make God's Word a part of everyday lives. I know this. There will be sound in your home. What will they sound like? One of the places that we need to be singing the Lord's song, one of the places that we need a new song in our mouth is in our homes. And one of the places we need that happening is there today. What will that accomplish? I'm glad you asked that. I want to make a case for that this morning. For one thing, singing strengthens the ties that we have with the people in our homes. While our culture is working to weaken those, 
I could spend a whole time, a long time, about the assault that's being made daily against our homes. That's a subject for another time. I do note this, however. Generally, media doesn't bring us together in our homes. Work schedules and school schedules aren't bringing families together. Many of the structures of the past that we had intact that brought families together are fading away or have vanished. What can we do to counter that? Jewish families sang together. Look back in the scripture, they sang together. We already looked a week or two ago at the book of Mark at a verse that talks about how they sang a hymn at the Last Supper. Remember that? What they would have sung would be Psalms 113 through 118, the Hallel. That was sung as a part of the Passover celebration. See, Passover was a family event. They sang together. Can you think of any regular family events that could involve songs of worship? We made some pretty interesting family memories in our home by going Christmas caroling. And I don't know if it really helped the people we caroled or not. You'd have to ask them. But I do know that it made an impact on some kids that we did that together. Over the years, we had in our home different experiences of having church or doing something together as a family. And one of those was a day that we planned with our kids. We went to Branson, Missouri, and we went out in the morning and we found a hillside. We had one of the kids, I think it was Jenny, in charge of having songs for us to sing together. And to this day, our kids remember that day that we set aside and worshiped, you know, we had church as a family. And we looked at God's word and we talked about what it means to really be a follower of Jesus. I also note this, that singing at home doesn't have to be formal. You could have music playing and just sing along with it, whether there's someone there or not. But if someone else is around, there is something about singing aloud, have you noticed it, that invites other people to sing along with you? I'll bet I could get that to happen this morning. Not going to do it right now. But either by singing or just by listening, you can invite people to sing along or hear along with you. Go ahead and try that at home. Singing helps to put us together. It creates ties. It also helps prepare the next songwriters and worship leaders of the church. You know, lately there's been some statistics going around about how Illinois schools are doing and how the United States, our students are doing after COVID and being out of the classroom. And when I hear those things, they scare me a little bit. I pay attention. And maybe you think, well, why should it matter to me how third graders are doing right now in school? My kids are 40. You know, what's the problem with that? I'll tell you why it should matter to you. Because that student in school right now is going to be your nurse or your doctor or your mechanic or your tax guy or your airplane pilot. And that's why you should care that they do well. Your pharmacist, you want them to do well, don't you? Yeah, all right. Well, of course, those things are important, aren't they? Well, as temple worship was established in Israel, there were people who were assigned to, put in charge of the music and the singing, the worship, that part of worship in the temple, because according to God, those things are important. 
First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 41 mentions some of them. It says, with them were Heman and Jeduthun, and the rest of those chosen and expressly named to give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. That would be a good song, wouldn't it? That was their job. So here's something to think about, parents and grandparents. The children in our homes are going to grow up to be the next singers and songwriters and worship leaders in the Lord's church. What are we doing in our homes to prepare them to do that well? If singing in our homes is the norm, kids growing up in those homes are going to develop skills early and they'll advance in those abilities sooner and they'll do a better job of it because we've encouraged it. So I want to encourage you, if you have that opportunity, to encourage it. I remember, if I remember correctly, Kenda Nelson talking about growing up in a home where singing was the norm with a family. And it's not a surprise she ended up being our worship leader for some years and organizing some gatherings where, what did we do? We just gathered and sang. C.S. Lewis wrote an essay where he observed that Growing up, maturing, and learning doesn't mean that we are like a train. You know, a train arrives at a station, and then it leaves that station behind, and it goes to the next station, and it leaves that station behind. C.S. Lewis says that's not what growing up is like. When children grow up, it's more like the rings of a tree. There's that first ring, and then another ring is added outside of it, and then another ring is added outside of it. We add to what we accumulate as we grow. Children add on what they have already learned, and we need to make sure that those innermost rings in kids are solid and memorable because they're going to be a part of the whole as those children grow up. Parents, what are you putting into the inner rings of your child's life? Last point here, I want to focus on how singing in our home prepares children, and not just children, but every one of us for singing in other places, for other singing. Singing at home, singing outside of here prepares us for other singing. For instance, it prepares us for singing in our church home. When we sing songs of faith at home, we're going to sing them better here when we gather together on Sunday mornings. I noticed this morning that some of you sang some songs that sounded like maybe you had sung them somewhere else before. And when I meet people and I talk to them on Sunday morning, that's fine, that's good, but you know what? That's not a really in-depth relationship, is it? Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Well, good. That's great. How am I doing? Well, I'm better than I deserve. Ha <laughs> ha, okay, let's go. That's not a really deep relationship. It's good, but it's not deep. And the same thing is true of the songs we sing. We might sing some really great songs, and we might sing them, what, maybe once a month or every other month or something like that, but that's not a very in-depth closeness with what those songs say or how well we know them, right? So making home a place for those songs will help us sing them with fervor on Sunday mornings. By the way, dads, kids need to see you singing like it matters. If you want them to regard it as important, they need to see that you do it. I didn't say do it well, just do it like it matters. Grandparents, if you've got similar opportunity to help your grandchildren, same thing. They need to see it. I read that the 
Puritans in early colonial America would hold their men accountable, that if the men, the leaders of the home, didn't faithfully lead their families in devotion time and in prayer and in singing in their homes, then they were not invited to participate in communion in the church. I'm not suggesting we go back to that, but they understood that what we do at home prepares us for what we do when we're gathered together. It prepares us for that. Here's something else it does. It prepares every one of us for our future homes. Singing about faith was fairly normal in our home, so you know what? It's fairly normal in our kids' homes today, the ones that have homes. <laughs> that little girl who used to take the chorus and sing, etc., she sings along with her kids as music plays in their home, and every night before they go to sleep, she makes it a point to sing to them. And our son, the church history professor, sings to his daughter an ancient hymn in another language, and now has a little girl named Selah, which is a musical term from the Psalms. Prepare your children to pass their faith along at their future homes. Ask yourself the question, what songs do I want my children to grow old with? As when you sing songs of faith with them, those great truths are going to become ingrained into their thinking, into their memories, into their choices, into the way that they approach life. The songs that they learn will be among the songs that they will then one day pass along to their children along with baby shark, do, 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 do. It'll prepare them for their future homes. And it will also prepare all of us for our eternal home. Singing in our homes now is preparing us for eternity. If I have understood it correctly, heaven isn't going to be just one non-ending song service. That doesn't sound like heaven to a lot of people, I know. But if I have understood it correctly, there is going to be some amazing singing in heaven. And we're going to get to be a part of it. And we're going to be unhindered by everything that makes singing a challenge to us today. I don't know, whatever thing makes it tough for you to sing sometimes, that's going to be gone. We're going to be singing with a brand new set of perfect pipes. And I'm looking forward to that because I notice that as the years go by, mine are wearing down. Revelation 5, Revelation 14, Revelation 15 all depict scenes around the throne of God. And those who are there around the throne of God are, guess what? Singing. Singing a new song. Singing the song of Moses. Singing a new song. And it is a sound so amazing that in chapter 14, John tries to describe it. And he says it was a voice like many waters. That it was a voice like harpists playing their harps. Thousands upon thousands. Like thunder. We already engage in all kinds of activity here on earth that ought to be a foretaste of heaven. We get to do some things now that we will get to do in heaven. We get to speak and, and give our praise and thanks to God. Amen? We get to do that already. We get to love one another already. And yep, you get to do that in heaven too. We get to meditate on the great things that God has done. We get to exercise our creativity. Isn't singing something that we are going to do then that we get to do now? 
it prepares us for eternity. And if you're finding it a bummer now, what are you going to do for forever? Songs of faith in our homes are an indicator of who is Lord of our home. There's an interesting story in the 20th chapter of 2 Chronicles. It comes from the life of King Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Munites are all in agreement. They're going to get together and attack Judah. And it does not look good. There are a lot of them. And they know that it's coming. It doesn't look good for the Jews. And so it says there, they took their problem to the Lord. It says that all of Judah stood before the Lord. The men, the women, their children, their little ones, standing there before God, making their plea. And it says that God listened to the plea of his people. And he told them, don't be afraid. Go out tomorrow to meet them in battle. Only don't fight. All they were supposed to do was to go out and sing. Now, the army went out. Only instead of the epic battle set up like you see in Lord of the Rings or something like that, it wasn't pikemen in the front, archers behind them, infantry behind them, followed by cavalry, all set up. They put out in front the singers. And it says that when they began to sing and to praise the God of Israel, he set an ambush on the enemy. And all of them turned on one another and destroyed one another completely. All Judah's army had to do was to go out and collect the spoil. It took three days. And all they had to do for all that to happen was believe and sing. They believed God and they did it. They sang. Now, Important note, it wasn't their singing that routed their enemies. It was the Lord. He gave them something to do. But at the end of the day, when all of those enemy soldiers were lying dead on the ground, the soldiers of Israel did not look at one another and say, Boy, we really took them down, didn't we? Yeah, that singing brought down the house. No. God gave them something to do. And God did the work. What if Judah had said, okay, Lord, sounds good. Go right ahead. Do your thing. And then they didn't go out. And then they, they didn't sing like he said. Why not sing? Is that so much? No, it wasn't. It wasn't enough to decimate three armies. That was God who did that. But he gave his people something to do, and they had to show up. And they did. Here's the point of that. Do you realize that's how salvation through Jesus Christ works? Do you realize the situation is bad, really bad? But if you take your problem of sin and guilt to the Lord, he will help you. He's got a plan. And he has also something for you to do. You just got to show up. It's not work. 
It's just responding when God says, do this, just as surely as someone throws a rope to someone who's being swept away in a flood water and says, here, grab this. It's not work to grab it. You grab the rope, don't you? So God has something for you to do. What is it that you need to do? Here it is. Repent and let each one of you be baptized in the name of Christ into the forgiveness of sins and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You just got to show up. So you've got that from God to do. He'll do the work. Maybe this morning you're thinking, I think I can do that. Sure you can. You can do that. Just as surely as the armies of Judah can go out and put the singers in front. And this morning, I'm hoping that if you haven't done that, you'll show up. You'll start your relationship with the Lord today. I'm going to ask you please to stand with me. We're going to sing a song. Something we do. It's the right thing for us to do. And this morning, uh, while we are prayerfully singing together, I just encourage you to consider your relationship with the Lord. If that means looking at your home and how it can be a place where life with Jesus is practiced throughout the week so that here on Sunday mornings it shows, that's great. Let's, let's strengthen that. Let's make that something that builds up our families and prepares us for heaven. Today, if it means accepting Jesus, beginning life with him, please show up. Listen to what God has said. Make that step today. This is the time to do that. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the stories of those who faithfully served you in the past, even for the very words for us to speak and to sing to you that we know bring honor and pleasure to you. Father, we already belong to you, and us in our lost situation, while we're responsible for it, you, Father, have stepped in and made a way, and I thank you. Thank you for the work of Jesus on the cross. Thank you for the perfect, righteous one. Pouring out his soul to death and being numbered with the transgressors, that he might forgive the sins of many and provide intercession for the transgressors. That's us. Thank you for that opportunity, God, in our lives, in every age since then. And I pray today that we'll see it brought to fruit in someone's life. It's in Jesus' name that we pray.